The Jamaat reprimands erring members according to common sense principles, a framework of which is found in chapter 16, verse 91 of the Holy Quran. Therein, Allah Ta'ala has divided evil actions into three categories of escalating harm. The first is described as fahsha, which is an evil action that only the person doing them is aware of. The second is munkar, an evil action that others see as well but are victimless crimes. And the third is bagi. These are public evils where others are harmed and influenced. So as a person's actions escalate through these categories, the need for disciplinary action increases. This is a principle we commonly observe in life. For example, if a student is daydreaming in class and not paying attention, he's hurting only himself. He's not distracting anyone else because no one other than the teacher who is looking at the class can tell that he is distracted. The teacher has no urgent need to reprimand him and could just speak with him after class. So this would fall under the first category of fahsha. If a student puts his head down and falls asleep in class, then he would not only be hurting himself but would indirectly be hurting others by setting a bad example. The teacher would now have more of an urgent need to reprimand him because if his behavior is permitted, other students might think that there's nothing wrong with sleeping in class and might start to follow. So this would fall under the category of munkar. If a student starts talking to other students in class, not only would he be hurting himself, and not only would he be setting a bad example, but he would also be directly hurting others. The teacher now has a very urgent need to reprimand him because if his behavior is permitted, it will directly hurt the whole class and discipline would deteriorate. So this would fall under the third category of buggy. Similarly, when we see someone doing something wrong, we can decide whether to report it based on this verse. If it's something that affects only the person himself, it may be better to try and help him ourselves. However, if it's something that is having a bad effect on others, or is reflecting negatively on the Jamaat, then it may be our responsibility to report it. So for example, the Jamaat has discouraged music and dancing because these are things that lead to a whole bunch of evils that become very difficult for a person to bring themselves out of and socially can become really harmful. Now, if an Ahmadi dances to music at home, then we could simply advise them that this isn't Islamic behavior. It's something that leads to things that go in a direction aside from the modesty and decency that Islam wants to take us to. But if an Ahmadi has dancing and music at their wedding, which is a public event where Jamaat members are invited to, where non-Ahmadis can see as well that this is the way that Ahmadis behave, this is the example of Islamic behavior that they set, this is what they invite us to. So if someone publicly does something that is wrong, if we don't object, if we don't leave, if we don't report what happened, then it can motivate other people to do the same and to think that it's okay. And it reduces the standard of tarbiyat that exists within the Jamaat of Ahmadis. And it can reflect negatively on the Jamaat. So this verse of the Holy Quran provides a simple but profound principle that we can use as a guide in such situations.